0: Welcome to the video broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Donleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Please sit back and enjoy this message already in progress. Beloved, you know I love to ask questions. Because I'm a questioning pastor, amen. I don't assume to know everything, so I ask questions, amen. Um, beloved, what is the most difficult, challenging all inspiring thing that you have ever done. What I mean is, what have you done that did not just make others say, but made you say, I cannot believe I did that. <laughs> Beloved, have you made a remarkable turn in your health where people knew you one way, and then after the passage of time, they came to know you another way? Beloved, if you had an incredible change in your wealth where people knew you one way and then after the passage of time, they came to know you another way. Beloved, if you had a miraculous, apocalyptic, no one would have ever expected it reconciliation of some relationship where people knew you one way and then, beloved, after the passage of time, they came to know you another way. Beloved, for the turn in your health, they likely required you to do something that you had not done before. And for you to make that turn, it required faith and courage. Beloved, for the change in your wealth, it likely required you to do something that you had not done before. And for you to make that change, it required faith and courage. Beloved, for the reconciliation in your relationship, it likely required you to do something that you had not done before. And for you to make that reconciliation, it required faith and courage. Beloved, today on this third Sunday of Black History Month, February, we continue our four Part Sermon Series, Black Hiss Story Month. It takes faith. With today's message, the third leg of our journey, Black Hiss Story Month. It takes faith. Part three, courage. 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 Beloved, while we have looked at you and your turn, your change and your reconciliation, do know that the decisions that you made were likely most impactful on you and on those who you love. It happened in your world. Amen. And that's good. That's good. But beloved, there are some people, some people of color, some black people who have turned, changed, and reconciled in ways that not only impacted them and those who they love, but also the whole world. Beloved, one of those people was President Barack Hussein Obama, the two-term 44th president of the United States of America, the first and only African American, African in America, black president of the United States of America. Somebody say amen. Amen. In this month where we celebrate black history, what he accomplished as a black man in America, while not the descendant of slaves, because his father was from the motherland, Africa, and his mother was a white American woman, is still a part of America's history and black history, which opened up an apocalyptic moment to forever change this country's life movement, amen. And what he did required faith and it required courage because it sometimes takes faith to bring apocalyptic moments to pass. And sometimes it takes courage to change a country's life movement. And beloved, as people of faith, we know that such moments and movements only happen with the perfect and or permissive will of God. It is not unlike the moment in the movement of the life of Jesus the Christ where he lived and walked on this earth with one of those moments occurring after he had undertaken the task of healing the sick and feeding 5,000 men plus women and children with just two fish and five loaves of bread. After such moments, it is not unusual for you to be tired and a bit weary. It is in moments of service unto God where a teacher a preacher, a pastor, will need time to steal away for a time of reflection, meditation, and restoration. For Jesus, he knew he needed a moment, a time, a bit of a retreat for reflection, meditation, and restoration as revealed in Matthew 14, 22 through 23. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Beloved, after preaching a sermon on any given Sunday, I need some time alone. Some time away from the church, but never time away from God. It is often in these moments when I am tired and I am hungry where I feel the presence of God, that I do not want to be interrupted by the regular rhythm of the church. I typically want to just go out to eat with my family, where I am not the center of attention, where I can just enjoy a good meal and rest a bit. Beloved, do remember that about your teachers, preachers, and pastors before you want to run up on them right after worship service. They need some time away from you, sometimes, so they can return to you better in time. As Jesus had to find time away, sometimes we also need to find time away. Time to steal away, steal away. Steal away, steal away to Jesus Steal away, steal away, steal away home I ain't got long to stay here Beloved Jesus sometimes had to steal away because he knew that he did not have long to stay here, just as we all need to steal away sometimes because we should all know that we do not have long to stay here. Amen. And in our time here, after our steal away time, we need to make the most of the time that we have. And in making the most of our time, we need to be ready for the moments in our lives when God is ready to prove to us that God is real. Does anybody believe that God is real? Give God a hand clap of praise if you believe that God is real. You see beloved while Jesus was having his moment away his steal away moment his disciples were having a very different experience in life in life in the ship that Jesus told them to get into as revealed in Matthew fourteen twenty-four. but the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Beloved, the ship that Jesus made his disciples get into was in a bad place out there on the sea. You see, beloved, sometimes God will send you into situations, circumstances, and conditions that you do not like and that are beyond your control. In your health, you want to help those who are sick, and they only seem to get sicker. In your wealth, you want to help those who are poor, and they only seem to get poorer. In relationships, you want to help those having difficulties in their marriage, and they only seem headed towards separation and eventual divorce. And you wonder, why did God send you into this? And then, by way of example, you are Barack Hussein Obama. And you believe that you should run to become the 44th president of the United States of America. You are black. There has never been a black president in the United States of America. And you wonder, why did God send you into this? You were young. 47 years old. Not 80 and 77 years old. (laughs) Think about that. And only four other presidents of the United States of America have been younger. And that name. That name. That name. Your name is Barack Hussein Obama, the most un-American sounding name of any president of the United States of America. So much so that people not only question your fitness to be president with a name like that, but they question if you are even an American with a name like that. And you wonder, why did God send you into this in this moment, in 2008, you are running to become the 44th president of the United States of America. And it is like the ship that the disciples were in, in the midst of the sea, a place of the unknown. Tossed with waves, the environment is uncertain, and the wind was contrary. The odds seem stacked against you. It is a time like this when you need faith and courage. Amen. Beloved, it is Black History Month. Black History Story Month. And because Jesus is on our side, something happens, something happens when we face the unknown, when the environment is uncertain, and when the odds are stacked against us because with Jesus on our side, we show up with faith and we show up with courage. Amen. And, beloved, when we show up with faith and courage, we show up expecting for the miraculous to occur as the disciples saw a side of Jesus that they had not seen before as revealed in Matthew 14, 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, about 3 to 6 a.m., Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Beloved, they had been tossed all night long. Wondering if they would make it to the other side alive, likely having a moment, a moment where you pray to God to calm your heart and to still your mind because everything inside of you says to you that you are going to lose. Anybody been there where you face something in your health, face something in your wealth, face something in your relationship where you knew that you were going to lose? And then something outside of you says something to the inside of you such that your natural has to give way to the supernatural the way that the disciples' natural gave way to the supernatural in Matthew fourteen twenty six. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Beloved, on President Obama's journey to becoming the 44th president of the United States of America, he faced a crisis of monumental proportion when his pastor, Reverend Gerald, said some things that put then-Candidate Obama in a difficult situation. Where well, people would have a hard time reconciling Reverend Wright's words with Candidate Obama's willingness to support him. Candidate Obama's confidence was shaken. Like the disciples in the sea, like you dealing with sickness in the hospital room. Like you trying to figure out how to help someone else pay their bills when you got bills to pay of your own. Like you pondering if those who you love will ever love each other again. It's in times like these that you need a word from the Lord. A word like the disciples got in Matthew 14, 27. But straightway Jesus spake unto them saying, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Beloved, when candidate Obama was in his moment of crisis, a man well acquainted with the word of God, but that only got us so far. You, Barack, are part of the Joshua generation. Perhaps you can learn from some of our mistakes, but ultimately it will be up to you with God's help to build on what we've done. In other words, beloved, Reverend Dr. Otis Moss Jr. told Barack Hussein Obama, like Jesus told the disciples on the stormy seas in this stormy moment of Barack Hussein Obama's life movement, to be of good cheer, God was with him, and to not be afraid. In other words, he needed to have faith and to be courageous in his pursuit of the Democratic nomination to be the first African American president of the United States of America. These words of Reverend Dr. Otis Moss Jr. as articulated by President Obama meant much to him as he shared, it's hard to overstate how these words fortified me. Coming as they did almost a year before our Iowa victory, what it meant to have someone so intimately linked to the source of my earliest inspiration say that what I was trying to do was worth it. That it wasn't just an exercise in vanity or ambition but rather a part of an unbroken chain of progress. Beloved, it's a wonderful thing to know your why. You see, beloved, sometimes because of your faith and courage, you believe that the sick will get better despite what the doctor says. You see, beloved, sometimes because of your faith and courage, you believe that the poor will get the job and do better despite lacking all of the qualifications. You see, beloved, sometimes because of your faith and courage, you believe that the married couple will reconcile despite having 364 days of separation with the divorce being a real option on day 365. Beloved, sometimes because of your faith and courage, you will be of good cheer because you believe in Jesus. And therefore, because you believe in Jesus, you will not be afraid. And, beloved, that makes you dare to recognize that what you see is not what you should always see. You see, beloved, while James 2 and 17 tells us that faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Faith with works gives way to the audacious, the amazing, the astounding. Like candidate Obama running to become the 44th president of the United States of America. Like you believing in the healing that no one believes in. Like you believing in the provision that no one believes will come. Like you believing in the reconciliation that no one believes is possible. Like Peter believing that if Jesus could walk on water, Christian, then he with faith and courage to walk on water too as he did in Matthew 14, 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. I said, are there any water-walking Christians in Zion, Memorial, Missionary Baptist Church? How many of you have gone to God and asked for the miracle? Or how many of you keep sitting around talking about, I need a miracle? (laughs) You see, beloved, before candidate Obama became President Obama, He paid a visit to Jerusalem's Western Wall, where pilgrims have long left petitions to God. As he was feeling the weight of what lay ahead if he became the 44th president of the United States of America. If he walked on stormy political waters as the first African American president of the United States of America. The words that he wrote were, Lord, protect my family and me. Forgive me my sins and help me guard against pride and despair. Give me the wisdom to do what is right and just and make me an instrument of your will. Man, I wish some politicians would run on a campaign pledge like that. Amen. Beloved, Peter's goal was to get to Jesus, to walk on the water, stormy sea water with wicked waves and unwieldy winds. So, beloved, Peter called out to Jesus. Beloved candidate Obama's goal was to become the 44th president of the United States of America to walk on problematic political water, to walk on stormy social water, to walk on uneasy economic water. So beloved candidate Obama called out to Jesus. Beloved, what goals do you have in your your loved ones' health, wealth, and relationships? Have you called out to Jesus in your your loved ones' health, in your your loved ones' wealth, in your your loved ones' relationships? (laughs) Beloved, said another way: Have you dared to have enough faith and courage in Jesus to walk on water? Candidate Obama asked. Peter asked. And Jesus responded in Matthew 14, 29, and he said, come, come, come. Now, beloved, when you hear the call of God on your life, you have two choices and one decision. And please hear me right, because some of y'all are in this space right now. Please hear me right. You can ignore the call of God on your life, which many do. Or you can answer the call of God on your life, which few do. But, beloved, when you answer the call of God on your life, something happens. Often something that has never happened before, as Matthew 14, 29 continues. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Beloved, with faith and courage, candidate Obama won the Democratic nomination and became the 44th president of the United States of America. And beloved, perhaps with faith and courage, you got the blessing that you were asking, desiring, needing in your life. And beloved, once you get that blessing, that water walking blessing, that walking on water blessing, you have got to do something else. You have got to continue, hear me right, you have got to continue, hear me right, you have got to continue, hear me right, to have faith and courage. For when you lose faith and courage, you just might lose your blessing. As revealed in Matthew 14, 30, but when he, Peter, saw the wind boisterous, because it was one thing for the wind to be boisterous when he was in the ship, But it was another thing for the wind to be borschted when he was walking on the water. He was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Beloved, it got hard. Has it been hard for anybody? Life got real. Has it been real for anybody? He got overwhelmed. Has anybody been overwhelmed at some point in their life? Beloved, Peter saw the wind, but beloved, the wind represented opposition, obstacles and hindrances. Opposition like, who do you think you are, Peter, to walk on water? Or opposition like, who do you think you are, Barack Hussein Obama, to run for the President of the United States of America? Or opposition like, keeping it real, can I keep it real? Making it personal, can I make it personal? Beloved, who do you think you are, daughter or son of God, to believe that you or your loved ones are going to get healed? Obstacles. Obstacles like, don't you know that you, Peter, cannot walk on water? Or obstacles like, don't you know that you, Barack Hussein Obama, cannot be president of the United States of America? Or obstacles like, keeping it real, can I keep it real? real. Or making it personal, can I make it personal? Beloved, who do you think you are, daughter or son of God, to believe that you are ever going to get out of that pit of financial problems? hindrances like why are you Peter out here doing what people like you Peter don't do like trying to walk on water or beloved hindrances like why are you Barack Hussein Obama out here doing what people like you Barack Hussein Obama don't do like trying to become president of the United States of America or hindrances like keeping it real can I keep it real or making it personal can I make it personal beloved why are you daughter or son of God Out here trying to do what people like you, daughter or son of God, don't do. Like trying to rebuild your life and relationships after you have had setback after setback after setback. Who do you think that you are? All of this opposition, obstacles, and hindrances made Peter afraid as he had to have a real keeping it real moment where he had to question himself and fight against the voices echoing in his head. I've heard it said so many times, my greatest enemy is my enemy. I am nothing. I cannot do it. I do not belong here. As Barack Hussein Obama had to question himself and fight against the voices echoing in his head, I am nothing. I cannot do it. I do not belong here as you, daughter or son of God, have questioned yourself. Don't say that you have not. You have questioned yourself, and you have had to fight against the voices in your own head. Don't say that you have not. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to the church, and don't lie to God. You have said to yourself, I am nothing. I cannot do it, and I do not belong here. We all have, and be level with all of this. You, daughter or son of God, in your moment can feel like a loser losing, but hear me right, it is not so. And beloved, with all of this, Peter had to feel like in his moment a loser losing, but hear me right, it was not so. And with all of this, Barack Hussein Obama, because of the prayers that he had prayed, had to remember that he was never a loser, and that he was not losing. No matter what winds arose in his life and the fear that it might have elicited in the process, instead he would have his moments, like Peter, like me, like you, where he would cry, out unto the Lord. You see, beloved, hear me right, I want to help somebody right now. Sometimes in life, you do not have time to get to the church building for altar call. You see, beloved, hear me right, sometimes in life, you do not have time to call the pastor. You see, beloved, sometimes in life, you do not have time to text your favorite prayer partner. So, beloved, you just might say in the moment of crisis, when you really, really, really need Christ, you just might say three powerful words, Lord, save me. (laughs) Beloved, in the kairos timing of God, when you say these three powerful words, Lord, save me, you put heaven on notice that something has to change. In Peter's case, the change was immediate, as shown in Matthew 14, 31, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Beloved, in the case of our ancestors, America's African American slaves, they wanted to be free. But in their time, they needed a white man, President Abraham Lincoln, a white President Abraham Lincoln to set them free by the Emancipation Proclamation, with them having no idea that one day, one of their own would one day be president of the United States of America, an African-American man whose father was African and whose mother was American, whose father was black and whose mother was white, whose father came from the motherland Africa, the original land of the African-American slave, and whose mother came from the lands of the free America and Europe. And, beloved, their son, Barack Hussein Obama, metaphorically walked on virtual water (laughs) to get the promise that African-American slaves dared not even dream could and would one day be a possibility as it became a reality when the first African-American president, President Barack Hussein Obama, was sworn in as the 44th president of the United States of America. Please catch this, as he placed his hand on the Lincoln Bible in 2009. Please catch this. The same Bible used by President Abraham Lincoln when he was sworn in as the 16th president of the United States of America in 1861. Won't he do it? Beloved, it was 139 years between these inaugurations. inauguration that brought forth presidents who changed life in America in general and life for African-Americans, slaves and free specifically. Beloved, it took faith and it took courage when the seas raged and when the winds blew and when the ships were tossed. But beloved, when faith was rewarded and courage was validated everything changed. Everything changed like the change that the disciples experienced in Matthew 14, 32 and when they, Jesus and Peter, were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. The wind ceased, the wind ceased. Beloved, everything changed when they finally had victory, victory in Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to the radio broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane, Jr. It is our prayer that this message inspires you to further your walk with Christ. For more information about Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, go to our website, zmmbc.net, or call 336-725-7390. We live stream our services on our Facebook page. Just search for Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church page. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101- North Dunleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Be blessed and continue to further your walk with Christ.